This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via, I say via, the Absolute Radio website. Um, morning, Peter. Morning, Jim. Morning, Richie. Um, so, uh, yes, I've... Um, it's lovely to be here. We have it, the producer Sarah is back. She's been away for two weeks, swanning around uh, the Lake District. Was it Sarah? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Really not. I've been up there myself nice. this week. Didn't bump into each other. Weird. Um, although shame. I did get. Do you remember last week Sarah sent a thing saying that uh, her and her boyfriend were out and he got his. Um, Drone. Why is this Heat magazine? Nineteen ninety seven. I remember being on a TV show where the people turned up with a drone about only about six years ago, and it was like the drone guys have arrived, and we all gathered round to look oh, at this yeah. thing, and they were they were like hell's angels had come into town, <laughs> and now someone's on holiday and they say, "Yeah, I'll get me drone out to some snaps." Goodness, yeah, yeah. the world's careering down a hill. Well, when I was in uh, Reykjavik, I had one outside. I was at the... Well, it's just outside Reykjavik, but that's not important right now. Um, near the Blue Lagoon no. Hotel. Oh, yes. And, you know, they have these nice. very wonderful open windows, you know, these lovely glass windows. And there was a drone right outside my, my bedchamber. Well, that's always a danger. Early that's in the morning. Right. That's going to happen a lot. Um, we were talking yesterday, actually, with the crew about the rise of uh, the backpacks are, are likely to become more popular, and that's going to be peeping Tom Heaven. So um, look forward to that, everyone. Uh, now they're using the, the the rescue services now in the lakes are using backpacks to get up the hills to people. I mean, truly, we are living in the modern world. Do you mean jetpacks? Because backpacks are just pictures oh yeah, like backpacks are just bags with stuff in. No, I think they've always I pictured. I've always used that. Sorry, thank you. Thank I thought he meant backpacks. I like you. You know what, Al? I'm going to award you this. Correctione, correctione, yeah. ole, ole, ole. Oh, the, the, old guy, the old guy's saying backpack. Can we can we stop him? Put, put the music on. The old guy's saying backpack. Stop him. <laughs> um, your jetpacks, you're absolutely right. Um, oh, yeah, so they're flying around awesome. the hills rescuing people, which is oh, fantastic. That's clever, isn't it? Mm. Chasing. Isn't what they could do now, isn't it? I say that every week. Yeah, so. chasing kestrels. <laughs> All that yeah. sort of stuff. So um, anyway, so Sarah is back, and it, it was—I don't know if you remember—it's her birthday while she was away, and uh, the whole system has broken down. So I just walked in. She's standing next to me, mm. and Faye, the assistant, says, "Can you sign Sarah's card?" And I thought, "Whoa, oh, this is dirty!" Oh. Right in front of her. Right in front Did of she? her. There's a pile of presents. There's bit. There was no element of surprise. No theatre. The Gen Zers, they don't, they dispense with they the ceremony. Don't, they don't care. Yeah. So I had to sign. You know that thing where you start thinking, I'll put something funny on, and then uh-huh. I think there's certain body language that says, oh, why bother? I don't want people seeing that when it's their card. It's a real bleak yeah. card as well. Like an orange card that just said, happy birthday on the front. Oh, man. It was like, do you remember those cardboard frames your school photos came in that said season's oh, greetings? Yeah. It was like that. 
The whole thing has made me... I just need to give a long shower. Anyway, I'm sorry, Sarah. Um, well, I did... I've got a confession about that card. Go on. I wasn't really putting as much thought as I should have been. I was distracted. I You're being watched. You're being watched I, by the recipient. That's awful. And I wrote, have a wonderful... And then I stopped and I thought, oh, actually, she's had the birthday yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, so am I going to cross it through? What am, how am I going to deal yeah. with this? I did. Do you know what? I actually, I spun it a bit. I said, have a wonderful dot, dot, dot year ahead. What do you nice. Think? <laughs> like it? I, um, Get see, safe? I used to favour enjoy the rest of your life when I got dumped. <laughs> Well, OK, thanks. Enjoy the rest of your life. Just try and get maximum drama out of being dumped. Slightly passive-aggressive. Yeah, well, well, also, I think that's another good tone for the dump. The dumped is uh, <laughs> passive-aggressive. But um, although I obviously hated being dumped and, it, you know, it broke my heart and all that, I did love all that part of it. And I love staying in, listening to Roy Orbison all night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's great. Self-dramatisation. The way forward, you heartbroken out there. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. You've been yeah. about this week. Yeah, well, I've been in the lakes. Uh, that's what I've been uh, doing, which was... Um, Apparently you've been very friendly. Mick O'Donnell ran into you. Did he? Mm. I'll tell you what a lot of people have been saying. Oh, yeah, we saw um, Tom Cruise, but we couldn't get anywhere near him. And oh. so... In, in brackets, I suppose you'll have to do is the way it's gone. But thanks, right. Nick, for that. I, 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 Isn't that essentially my trajectory? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. It's happy. I'm happy to be second to uh, Tom Cruise. You're always my first, dear. You, you complete me. Which apparently is a line from... I want to say Harry Maguire, but it's Jerry Maguire, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Harry yeah, Maguire, yeah. I can't imagine saying that. What if you said that to John Stones just before an England game? You complete me. You complete <laughs> me, John. What? Um, anyway, I don't know if you got any of that, but um, yeah, um, it's something he says in Jerry Maguire, one of his big movies. Something he yeah. says that isn't show me. The, oh, he doesn't say show me the money. Someone says it to him. Enough. Okay. Enough of this. I was yeah. on the train. Uh, and here's the thing. I, um, my partner, Kath, I'm not saying she's hypochondriacal. I'm not saying it. But she used to work next to a man at Channel 4 and he started writing down the things she said that was wrong with her that yeah. day. And when she left, he gave her the whole lengthy, lengthy um, ledger of complaints and one of them was headache caused by wearing a stripy dress <laughs> and I I was on the train yesterday and a, a guy sat in front of me and he had a lot of product on Oh! and I started feeling uh, a bit headachey after about 20 minutes of, of inhalation. This guy, I mean, look, he had his own microclimate. What sort of, exactly, what's, can we be specific, read the product? Well, uh, you know me, I don't have the recognition. I think like it's all... Like a toilet or a hair product? What well, I, I, I don't know. You see, I always think Tom Ford. The only one I know is Tom Ford because mm. uh, that's the one that Ollie Merce told me about in an interview. Right, so scent. You're, you're but I said, scent. Uh, I said the other day to a guy... Who I was working with? Well, you got your got your Tom Ford on today, and he said, "No, it's um, 
What's it something like a sense bomb or something like that? Ta- oh. Spice bomb. He said, no, I'm wearing spice bomb. I thought, what happened? Mm. Men, men, I'm speaking to you out there. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> Um, so well, anyway, I, what you're saying is it was a sort of essentially it was a scented grooming uh, product. I honestly think it, it gave me a headache. I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've moved seats. I've moved seats at a concert before because somebody had too much perfume on. Um, yeah, it was. It I was. Uh, see, I can see how you would. It was. It was too much like for me. It. And then there was another guy on the train who, who said to the lady. Mm. Uh, she said, do you want um, anything to eat? Uh, and he said, no, I'm feeling a bit sick, actually. I thought, we're all dying on this couch from this guy. We're going to die of, of Tom, Tom Ford's disease. So um, it was really Frankly, weird. I can't think of a better way to go. Also, I was drinking a lot of um, uh, water, but I was drinking a lot of water. And I went to, on a, on a three-hour train journey, I went six times to the toilet. And I could Oof. tell... There were people, because those northerners were thinking, uh, ket- more ketamine, no doubt. <laughs> it was that they had that kind of look, because, you know, there's a celebrity in and out the toilet. It was a terrible journey for me in many ways. Couldn't breathe, couldn't get to the toilet. Oh, fine. <sighs> anyway, um, that's that done. I'm not going to... Oh, that reminds me of something. I'll tell you after this. Do you remember, did I tell you last week, uh, on air, I can't remember, I was going out with my manager because it was our 30th anniversary. How was it? Did you have a lovely time? Yeah, well, yeah we went to the rest, the first posh restaurant I think he took me to um, when he was uh, trying to impress me when I was a young uh, up-and-coming comic. And uh, that was where I ordered steak tartare well done. I didn't know that steak tartare was basically raw steak. That's what the point was. And not only did he laugh, um, but the waiter laughed. I mean, without any restraint. And also people on an adjoining table laughed as well. It does sound like a deliberate joke, though, doesn't it? That's Yeah, I don't think anyone thought that. I think they thought, ha-ha, working-class people makes fool of themselves. (laughs) My favourite. Yeah. My favourite trope, they all thought. Anyway, we went back there. I would have ordered steak tartar, but it's no longer on the... um... It would have been like the pretty woman moment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. We're not that close. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) But we sat, you know, it's been 30 years I've been with my manager. So we sat and talked about the old, you know, the old uh, comics and all that stuff. Very enjoyable. I'm not big on nostalgia, but it's quite good. He's my manager. The first time I ever met him before he was my manager, I was talking to him in, in a bar at this venue. And the owner of the venue walked in and said, why don't you sell your own tickets and threw about 20 books of tickets at him and then walked out again. Oh. So that was when I got an idea of um, his dealings with people. <laughs> On another occasion, I walked into the office and he, and he was saying, well, you can keep your something program and, and your stupid job. And he slammed the phone down and the phone disintegrated. Oh, and I dear. looked up and he looked at me and said, oh, Frank, you won't be doing uh, 606 this week. <laughs> So anyway, we went out. But the, this is what the... Can you believe this was the conversation that we got round to? Is if I had a time capsule of my career that could only have five projects in it, what would they be? 
Go on then. Except for all I'm, I, I don't feel. I put it. I oh, put the radio show in. This oh. show. What about that? Right. That is well, fantastic. Yeah. Did the Brits go in? The Brits I didn't put in. Now, okay. in fact, we didn't mention that was a taboo subject at the, uh, at the thing because we know one has to digest during these conversations. And uh, what if he'd mentioned the Brits and I'd just go. Um, anyway. Uh, it would have been like that steak tartare all over again. Ah, oh, steak tartare. Tartare to that. Do they clatter raw egg on steak tartare? I don't know, I never, um, I never <laughs> got it. When they tell me what it was, I was horrified. I believe it's mince with a raw egg, isn't it? I believe it's posh roadkill, is what steak tartare is. Anyway, um, I realised that the five he'd put in were... He, I was doing ones that I'm most proud of. He was doing gross earnings. It's a diff, it's a, it was a different... Um, Criteria yeah. altogether. Yeah. Is it a criteria or a criterion? A twelve fifty. No, no, don't, don't waste your money. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was nice, but um, in the end, it was just a lot of time rejecting things that I'd done as not good enough <laughs> for my time capsule. It wasn't the tone I wanted to on an anniversary. It's like um, if couples should start saying yeah. the five episodes in their relationship that would go in the time capsule, and then rejecting. Well, what about when when Douglas was born? Sorry, that doesn't make my top five. You know what I mean? You can imagine the tension. Try it. Any guys out there, anniversary coming up, get your time capsule ready. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a review in. Oh, yeah? Regarding. Do you remember at the beginning of the show, you mentioned the card? that we'd given the producer. Oh, yeah, the awful card. I should say I was reprimanded by the assistant producer that the reason she bought that card is it's made of recycled coffee cups. But you know when recycling stops a couple of stages before the end of the recycling (laughs) and leaves it still a bit raggedly original? It's a bit like that. Mm. It was a, it's a shade of pumpkin that only a, a diehard Halloween fan could love. Yeah, I mean, we could have <laughs> just squashed a coffee cup and written happy birthday on it. Well, it looks like we did. You know, just to eliminate the middleman. So, uh, uh, Fishy, woman. Fishy Bob has got in touch to say he has a comment. We put a picture of the card up on social media and Fishy Bob says, very route one. Yeah, well, it says happy birthday and that's it. So I know what fishy Bob means. Yeah. And uh, we also have uh, Todd wants to know, didn't you pop a didn't you pop a tenner in Frank? No, I don't. Uh, I did that recently, actually, for Victoria Coran Mitchell. I put a fiver in her card. <laughs> And, um, She's doing all right. And uh, I've, she said, thank you very much. She sent me a text and I thought, oh, hold on. And she got it, you know, because she pretty gets everything. And I said, you know, it was ironic. And she said, um, I know it was ironic, but I still felt quite excited that I had that five to spend on anything I liked. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's not completely wasted, a, a, a oh, note in the all. card. No, it's, it's good. Not at all. Um, can I... Uh, you know, I've been, I'm going to say it again, I've been away filming for the last mm. three weeks. I come back Is at it? the weekends. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it now. So I've been taking, uh, obviously I miss my child 
so last week I took him out, I bought him some comics and some new trainers, and then we went to see, I can't remember what it's called, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Ring. I'm basically, I'm doing the divorce father at weekends bit oh, while, we, nice. while we're doing this. All in one go. Yeah, I should be halfway up Westminster Abbey dressed as Captain America any time <laughs> now. But um, so that that's all been lovely. And some of the stuff I've been doing, as uh, I've been in the lakes, and this, this is very you, Emily. I ended up in the back of a quad bike thing, like a little... Um, a little basket in the back with four sheepdogs. Ah, oh. four. Uh. I mean, I, I call that heaven. Well, it was a bit cold up there, and I, I, I drew them to me. I took them in an embrace, <laughs> and they were very warming. Oh, nice. If anyone's um, got a badly um, uh, insulated house, sheepdogs, I would, I would recommend. What's oh. what's the collective noun for them? Is it a flock of sheepdogs? Like, I hope yeah. not. That would cause a bit of a stir, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> um, how did you how did you find the sheepdogs? You know what? A I, I tell you what I like. <laughs> I tell you what I like. They found me. Yeah. I tell you what I liked about them is that um, they really went for the cuddling and the love, which I didn't think they would, because sheepdogs are a bit like the police aren't they? You know what I mean? They're in a, a role of authority and they basically <laughs> are in a situation they just hang out with their own most of yeah. the time, you know, because people are, are unsettled about mixing with them. Uh, and they, there was a real sense of, I was, I had all, honestly, my arms around all four of them, they were all, oh. and there was honestly a sense of them thinking, you know what? We don't get enough of this in our line of work. But I, Frank, they have the authority, but they also have the um, the Rick Parfit hairdo, which I respect. Well, yeah, you never respected it on Rick Parfit. <laughs> You've changed. I just thought it was great to be, you know, I felt like I was on the shop floor of farming. <laughs> and, of course, the farmer's very no-nonsense and, you know... Well, you know, they're, yeah, but they were yesterday and uh, they'll do this and, and all that. And I was just thinking, oh, they're, okay, they smell awful, but even <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're at work. That, that's fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, I would recommend them for, for lagging. Oh. You get all the best tips here on uh, the Frank Skinner show. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. We've had a text in. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, Anne. Are you at home? I have a little something for you. It's Debbie, by the way. Mm. <laughs> Do you think I think that, that might not be for us. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. You know, there used to be that thing used to get in newspapers that were like codes for Russian spies. Well, that's what I'm hoping rather. What about if you've oh, read that maybe. out and that, that's triggered um, <laughs> World War Three, and it's all down to you? <laughs> Be a That'd great underhand <laughs> way of starting World War Three to send a text to Absolute Radio. I do not want that on this show's Wikipedia. I no, mean, exactly. A real I'd... shame. Big <laughs> loss the thing, you know, uh, overlooked by the Avivas, uh, but except all that would be listed <laughs> about the show. And then it, then at the end it says uh, started World War Three with a text. I think, to be fair, we're guaranteed a spot in your time capsule now, though. Yeah. We've had some... <laughs> we start World War Three. We've also had some uh, reviews in for the birthday card, Frank. Oh yeah, bleak. Yeah, <laughs> Pinderfill says, "Did it come with garage flowers?" Mm, garage flowers, a little bit of carbon monoxide underneath every petal. Yeah. Dan <laughs> Smith, all that's missing is a full stop at the end. 
Yeah, do you, do you should one punctuate <laughs> happy birthday? I think a full stop at the end feels rather a... I don't know, it feels a bit cold. I think people used to send me happy birthday with dot, dot, dot on the end, but as I've got older, they've stopped doing it. They've just sent the full stop. <laughs> I think I would interpret the Or exclamation mark, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Nothing yeah, here. Another one. Well done. <laughs> I would interpret a full stop mm. as a sort of happy birthday for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that might be right. But then I interpret most things as that. I am, I'm getting a bit of a... Uh, do you remember Little Plom, who was a Native American who appeared in the Beano? And he was a thin person with his bowling ball belly. I and I have, I have just... While I've been away, I've just been dining like a king. Mm. I had a suet pudding the other night. I mean, oh, nice. you know when like steak and kidney pies and <laughs> fattening enough, you have to have a suet cover. It's, it's like it's in like a wet leather envelope full who of you, meat. Who were you eating with Charles Dickens? Yeah. <laughs> he was what there, was actually. God, he goes on. Was it jam roly poly or No, no, it was steak and kidney suet pudding. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. God, he goes on. The review by Francis. <laughs> exactly. He does go on a bit. Shorter books, Charles. <laughs> oh, not another character, Charles. OK, they're colourful and, you know, and uh, beautifully described. But do we need them? Well, the thing is, you say, yeah, I know you always say that, mate. <laughs> Um, Charles Dickens' publisher there in A Little Slice of Life. You're getting warmed up for the Frank Skinner Prose podcast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm doing a podcast with Charles Dickens. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you must remember it was serial. I know it was serialised, but, um, you know, so it's a money thing, the the big fat book. Well, I never, I mean, I'm an artist. And you treated your wife like dirt. Why bring that? I said I won't do it if you bring that up. Um, yes, that's Dickens that. and Skinner on plan. But man, I'm uh, I'm packing some now. I don't like it. Whoa, I predict a diet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you hear that? That's actually my little plum. Oh, not a bad little uh, drumming rhythm. I've got, I went in a rowing boat yesterday. I've never been in a rowing boat before. How was it? Well, was I anxious is the question. If the police went... You know when the police go through people's phones and when they've done something bad to see what texts they've sent and all that? Oh, when they do that on 24 hours in police custody, I can't even look. Well, then I was rowing on the... Actually, it was on the Thursday I was rowing. On the Wednesday... On the Thursday morning at 3.40am, they would see on my phone that I'd I'd, um, Google, can you drown in a life jacket? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was anxious as it turned out it was great oh did you enjoy it I said to the boatman I said can I drown in this lake he said uh, it's 60 feet deep so yes <laughs> thanks but now I'm thinking of buying one I love it now I actually sang the you know that oops I'm sorry you hear I actually got to sing that sort that was of nice in for situ this is Frank Skinner Absolute Radio. Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. 
So many ways to get in touch. Has anyone got in touch? They have. We've had... I'd like to share this tweet from at another brick. Mm, okay. Oh, Pink Floyd enthusiast. You know yeah. what that means, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> My favourite, the Go public schoolboys from Pink Floyd. Go on. Hey, Provost, leave those kids alone. <laughs> <laughs> we uh. another brick has said of the card that I'm afraid we've been <laughs> ruthlessly. I mean. Some of the things we've said about this card, Frank. Mm. It was bought- sent with love, obviously. <laughs> oh, was it? Um, no, it was. Another brick says, did you make it yourself? I quite like it, apart from the lack of cap H. Well, this is a very strange ph- phenomenon about this card. It only says happy birthday, but <laughs> birthday has a capital B... And the H is lowercase. And that is an interesting choice someone has made there. Al, yeah. what's your view on this? I mean, it, it sounds, I mean, it, it's not for me to say, but it sounds slapdash. That they haven't thought <laughs> it of sounds it. to me like the <laughs> card. Consistency. It sounds like it said birthday. They made a load of cards with birthday on, and then you decide whether you want them to have a happy birthday, an indifferent <laughs> birthday, and you just yeah. scribble that on the top last minute. That's how it feels. But I've been okay, would have been capitalised, I suspect. Well, I'm going to start looking at. Card, happy birthday cards now to see if that is a convention um, that yeah. small age capital B because B for I mean it's, it's really hard to rationalise it grammatically yeah it's but as if any yeah. help out there 8, 12, 15 it's an insult to the role of happy yeah I suppose it's, it's saying undermining. it's saying and this is a sentiment I like that it's, it's happiness isn't everything you know what I mean there's more important things Okay. So um, if you were ever thinking of buying uh, myself or Frank or Alan a birthday card, I'm sure you can do so now, feeling incredibly <laughs> confident. Yeah, I'm thinking I'd quite like a card on my birthday that just says birthday. <laughs> And I can fill in at the end of the day when I've had a chance for some proper genuine retrospect to decide how it went. I think that would be dotted line birthday. And then you fill them all in at midnight. Or maybe just happy birthday question mark. And then, as you say, you decide. Because there was a time on my birthday I would not be able to fill them in at midnight. I wouldn't be able to write. They'd, They'd all end up with we on them. Absolutely radio. Awful. <laughs> anyway, anything oh, no. else from uh, Al Fresco? Yeah. Um, 851 has uh, texted the show. Morning team, thought of you this week when hosting a company call with a group of Americans and one mentioned being on Long Island. All I could think was, what a great example of that'll do naming. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is true. <laughs> they say I had to hide my mirth as I doubt any of them were Frank Skinner show readers and no, probably had not. I tried to explain I suspect they would have thought I was making fun of their country um, <laughs> is phrase there, redacted is there an accompanying short island do you know Oh, I've never heard gets see. very little press. That's the sort of <laughs> Danny Minogue, uh, Kylie Minogue situation <laughs> where poor Short Island is overlooked a lot of no, the time. No, they don't. They have, well, there's what are the, well, Little Rock is the... Uh, they do exist. Little Rock, rock Arc, that's yeah. a good example yeah. of that'll do. Yes. You're just looking around for inspiration. <laughs> um, sand, dog poo. What about Little Rock? 
nearly dog poo. Well, they must look back on that at the uh, when they have the, the birth of the city um, celebration. We were, it, it was nearly dog poo. Would we want to be celebrating? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, Jeff. Yeah. What's an English guy doing as mayor? I want to know in this scenario. Well, I came over here and, uh, you know, I just embraced the place. <laughs> um, good, all good. Uh, <laughs> I was um, I was looking at uh, there's a thing um, I was just talking to Emily about. There's a thing on the BBC News site that gives you all the whole day's um, front pages of the newspapers. Mm. I haven't really bought a newspaper for about a year and a half. No, but. Um, Oh, well done. I'm just, um, the, I've, I've been told by the producer I can't continue with this. Well, what have you done now? Mm. Well, you know, as she really creeps around so you don't notice that and then says the time is that you've done too long on this and you don't even pick it up out the corner of your eye. Okay. And then you realise you've started a new thing, like I'm doing now to some extent. Yeah. That mm. happened. Okay. Mm. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So anyway, I was looking at the front pages and mm. it's a long time since I've laughed at a tabloid headline. That's, it's a kind of an 80s thing that's been over, Dom. Mm. But on the front of the Daily Star, there was some um, Extinction Rebellion people sitting on the M25 stopping the traffic, you know, was, um, talking about how... Uh, traffic and carbon monoxide and all the damage. That oh, does. yeah, they caused a car crash, didn't they? Didn't Didn't they? they? Yeah. Oh, well, well, anyway. Um, Good people. Well, I, I sympathise with their um, with their conviction. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, they, the, the front line, the star didn't. Oh. The star, um, oh. the headline was, have a day off, Tarquin. Oh. Now that's an interest. Is there anyone called Tarquin anymore? <laughs> Have a day off Tarquin, and then it said underneath, "Posh people stop ordinary people going to work." That was the something. I thought, "Wow, this is a, this is the Morning Star." If they'd have gone this way, it could have changed. Yeah, <laughs> history. I mean, who? If there's any Tarquins out there, please text I only, Do you know any Tarquins? I don't think I've ever met a Tarquin in I my know life. Do you? I didn't grow up with any. <laughs> no. I know one, and he's, I'm going to call him reassuringly posh. Oh, okay. What I mean by that is with the name. He's what you would... But he's charming. Look, if you've got that name, you better be posh, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I would say is that when I called my child, when me and Kath called our child Boz, mm. there was a lot of uh, Daily Mail comments saying, you idiots, he'll be bullied for this all his life. But those people hadn't been into a school for no, 30 exactly. years. There yeah. is, there's always um, some oh, interesting names. Oh, it's not all you trampled in the rush. Yeah, it's not all John and Karen anymore. <laughs> The other no. name I felt, that's good. Who sat in the posh name chair? It was very much Tarquin mm. and also uh, Tristram for a while. Mm. Tristram is, yeah. yeah. So you can't do these and then that person have a strong regional accent, can you? You can't go, Tarquin. <laughs> but, Trist oh, yeah. but Tristram was the one work. that A.A. Gill used to use in the Sunday Times, the critique. Oh, did he? I always thought it was posh. He yes. certainly sounded posh. Um, mm. And you can't have posh people <laughs> mocking posh people. I mean, you know. 
Stick together, guys. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, that was that. Yeah. But the one person that featured on the cover of every newspaper, guess who it was? Uh, Boris Johnson. No, not even uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, what's his name? Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. No, you're going to have to go female. Uh, the girl tennis player. Ah, as you say, the girl tennis player. <laughs> That's yeah. fame. I know how cruel <laughs> fame can be. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, um, where were um, we? We were about to discuss uh, Emma Raducanu. Am mm. I saying that right? Because I've not actually heard any radio or television about her. I've just seen um, news story after news story. So mm. I feel a bit like when I mispronounced sandwiches at school. Or when um, read it. where Jimmy Hill said, um, and the ball goes to Cantona. Oh, when oh, Eric Cantona yeah. went to. Yeah. Um, well, I actually, I don't, I don't love tennis, but I like it. Do you think that would have been a hit if if someone <laughs> instead of I don't like cricket, I love it. If someone had brought out I don't love tennis, <laughs> I like it. It's all about right. moderation and. Uh, <laughs> I would say you have a, a healthy overview of, of sport. I think you're, uh, you're something well, of a renaissance man I, when it I, comes to sport. I never get fully through this sentence normally without people going, Way! <laughs> but I prefer women's tennis because... Way! Thank you. <laughs> it's shorter. <laughs> I, m- men's tennis just goes on and on. It's like flying to Sydney, watching uh, five sets of ten. And, and like when I fly to Sydney, I end up reading something, maybe watching a movie in the middle of it. Uh-huh. But three sets, I'm, I'm all right with that. Well, so, see, I like Euro men's tennis, so yeah. you see, that works out well. I like, I like that. I like the endurance of it. Oh, no, too long. Yeah. It's a bit too long. I remember a priest saying that about when his uh, mum used to read the, the rosary. And Mummy would do the rosary and Daddy would do all the trimmings. And I used to think I was a bit too long. Looking back, I was nice. <laughs> anyway. Um, and Some good chats with priests about, isn't there? Oh, I'll say. So, um, Maybe I should get into it. Yeah, so I, I, I watched it. Um, oh, did you? I watched it. I watched it, the did final. You? Did Kath get involved? No, Kath went to bed. Oh. But um, she started watching it, and then she's even got less tennis endurance than me. But I thought, I'm going to be all right. And she's good, Radicana, because she tends to win in straight sets. So that's even shorter. Ah. Um, but I realised Match of the Day was on, and I thought, yeah. oh, my God, I'm watching tennis, and Match of the Day is on the other side, and I'm sticking with the tennis. And so I watch Match of the Day recorded then from the beginning. Mm. And uh, at some point, Gary Lineker said... Um, I have to say, um, with all, you know, apologies, but we've actually been watching the Emma Raducanu game rather than concentrating on the football. Yeah. So then I felt better. So, um, Uh yes, it was... uh, Extraordinary. Can I say, Gary, I stuck with you and I watched uh, Raducanu on catch-up. Thank you. Well, what about that? You watch Match of the Day and I watch the women's (laughs) tennis. The world's upside down now. So, Radicanu. Yes. We should 
discuss. Well, she's she's the uh, she's the um, sports person du jour. I would say. Imagine if she doesn't win sports personality of the year. Oh, oh no, she will do. I'll tell you what I was a bit disappointed by. At the end, her opponent, who'd got absolutely oh, yeah. furious at one point, but got nice again at the end, oh. said, um, yeah, congratulations to uh, Emma and her team. Mm. And, um, oh. and then Emma says, um, I think of her as Emma now. Oh, she's RM. RM, RM. And she said, uh, yeah, well done. Uh, I can't remember what the... Is it her girls call, but she says, "Well done to to her and her team." So. And I thought, "Oh, is that what happens now? They bring in all the." It put me. It's faulted for me a little bit. You know, it's, it's like when comedians use writers. Right. I just. I want to believe that she did it, not her team. You know, this. hates anyone being yeah, brought in. Like, don't share that against the wall. <laughs> yeah, back the back room, boys. Is that the back room? Oh, I mean, come on. Um, no, I don't. They're in a team one. It's not a team sport. It's like when you got angry when they made that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. What? <laughs> Remember that, Al? Frank's objection to the uh, the programme starring Michael Sheen about uh, the coughing major. Yeah. Said if he wants to be a millionaire. And Frank said, yeah, but they're all producers and commissioning editors. I don't want the staff. I don't want a drama about the staff. <laughs> no, I, don't. I don't want... You know, they've got their own little world, um, which, you know, they tend to illuminate with Class A drugs. Um, um, but, yeah, there's a place for everything and everything for its place. I think that's fair enough. It's, uh, you know, I don't want to see the entrails of things. Yeah, we don't want that. What you're saying is you don't... And by the way, uh, Daniel Skipsy, one of our regulars. Hi, Daniel. Uh, Leila Fernandez. Leila, uh, thank you, Leila Fernandez. I should have remembered that, but, you know, she's the opponent and uh, with well, all frankly, that Well, frankly, not the winner, me. either. No, exactly. No, but she, um, yeah, because um, Kath was saying to me, she seems a lovely lovely girl, that Fernandez, and then we saw, saw her turn. They can all turn the sports people. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, we were talking about Emma Raducanu. Emma Raducanu. I'll tell you what's good about Emma Raducanu. It's in Wimbledon. Everyone was saying, oh, she's going to be brilliant, this one. And then she got to, like, a, was the quarterfinals mm. and had a slight meltdown. And then John McEnroe was saying, well, you know, some people, it's, you know, it's the pressure and all that. So it's a sort of a Barlovian resurrection that's gone here in the Gary Barlow style. Oh, I see. Yeah, that it looks I like looks like it's you. all over. What did you hear? I thought you meant that she'd set the bar low. Oh. <laughs> and then sort of... No, she, it, um, she she came back from, um, you know, from yeah. being was... dismissed, which is always a night. I mean, you know, it's like if we won another aria for this show. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Having been in the wilderness years. You, it's, it's worth saying, she's only 18. 18 only 18. Well, you always have to say that. I spent my 18th year sulking. I did not win any major tennis tournaments, so fair play. No, I, I, I think if you had, we'd surely you'd have mentioned it by now on the show. Well, if you'd, won, if you'd won one of the grand slams. achievements pretty close to my chest, actually. But I, right, find, I, haven't. I find with um, young people achieving things, there's a, there's a general sense that um, we've all had um, a sort of a memory lapse because they always say, yeah, and people forget 
that she's only 18. No, we don't, because they're always saying, and people forget she's only 18, so of course we remember. But yeah, they're all they're all young, though, aren't they? Those breakthrough tennis. Well, she... Uh, yeah. She well, this is the thing: is that it's what it's like. We often say on this show, you you can say I'm only eighteen. When is the cut-off point, Frank? I've told you, twenty-seven, yeah. isn't it? You can't yeah. be only. You can't say you're only twenty-seven. That's all done and dusted hurry by twenty-seven. Uh, yeah. She she trousered one point eight million though. I didn't see that coming because it was something like 2.6 million. I was watching the thing at the end Mm -hmm. and they said you receive a a cheque for $2.6 million. I thought, way. I didn't. When I won the Perrier, I got 1,500 quid. (laughs) Yeah, but it was still nice. Who presented it to you? Um, I'll be someone good back in that day. I. Oh, it's awful, but I can't remember. Okay. Okay. I think when I was 18, I made about. Maybe maybe four or five hundred quid that year working in the shipping in Murfield. Yeah, but I think as we mentioned, you didn't win a Grand Slam tournament. Stop comparing yourself. Don't put yourself down like this. Do you think everyone's at home comparing Alan Cochran to Emma Raducanu? (laughs) How different? Uh, Remember, people used to used to be a remark that people made is say if you were at home and. Someone broke wind with alarming ferocity. Someone yeah. would say, "I would like the home life of our own dear queen." That's yeah. the thing people yeah. used to say. <laughs> but of course, we didn't know that for certain. No. And we, well, let's face it; we've learnt more and more. <laughs> Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website, if you please. Emma Raducanu, mm. she said, when asked about the prize money, £1.8 million. Pounds, yeah. Yeah, pounds. She said uh, her parents are going to sort out her prize money. Which is great. I would say as a former child actor, yeah. maybe lawyer up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trusting of her. Trusting. She, yeah, yeah, Gary Coleman is all yeah. I can think. Um, <laughs> Gary uh, Coleman no was in... Uh, at this time. Okay, Gary Coleman was in um, an American sitcom, Different Strokes. Yes. And um, when, he, different when strokes. he got to 18, I think, to get all his money, his parents had uh, basically spent it. Imagine that. And that ended up in court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, Why are you crying, Em? <laughs> <laughs> However, mm. uh, there was... I enjoyed this. They had a quote from her... I believe her parents are lovely people. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem yeah. sort of starry and interested. They seem... You know, they didn't come, to be fair, because I, I believe they were I unable to... I kind of like that. It's a bit too far to go. Well, I like... I think they're quite cool about it. And, and I, also, I think a lot of the young tennis players, they they decide early on they're going to be, and then yeah. they get homeschooled and they just play tennis. She just went to a normal yeah. school and stuff, so... Oh, she is our lovable girl next door! I think the parents seem to have done a good job, and they don't seem like helicopter parents. However... Um, I am interested in the sound of Nicolini. Nicolina, the paternal grandmother oh, okay. in Bucharest, who apparently said, uh, she was asked about it, and she said, I've never told anyone I'm the grandmother of a Grand Slam champion. 
I'm a very modest woman. Nice. She told the Daily Mail. <laughs> also, it wouldn't have been factually accurate if she'd done it before. No, she, she hasn't, was a had, she hasn't <laughs> had that long to tell people that. I like the sound of Nicolina. I think, I just like, I'm a very modest woman. Discuss. You know, it's... Um, Isn't it a bit like saying, I'm not someone who likes listing all my virtues? But you're going to, for a grandma, that's going to be... Can you imagine the old pride factor? Fantastic. That's what you call it's it now, the old pride factor. Yeah, her saying she's a very modest woman, it's sort of the inverse <laughs> of Paul Lynch calling himself the governor and asking everyone else to say who's the governor. I'm just saying, I think, Al, Nicolina sounds a bit... You get her a Gucci bag at Christmas, next thing you know, it's sweets at the Ritz-Carlton yeah. and Pomeranians. <laughs> OK? Watch that one. Anyway, the big debate, of course, the big tennis debate after all this is what are they going to call that okay. mound at Wimbledon yes. that fans sit on? Which is, has been... What has it been? It's been Henman Hill. Yeah. It was... Um, Murray Mound. Murray Mound, yeah. Is that yeah. it? Did they try and do something with Greg Rudetsky? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, Rudetsky. Yeah, I, think, I think they called it Greg Residensky. <laughs> oh, very he, good. He no, I just made that up. Um, you see, uh, Greg Gorge. And they've suggested. What, what was Greg it? Gorge. Greg Gorge. Oh, like Cheddar Gorge. Yeah, exactly. But it's not actually yeah. a gorge. <laughs> well, never mind. No. It's not he really was gorge, though. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I, I'm quite a fan of it like being it with Louis Spence. I think it should be uh, Henman Hill like forever, because to me that's more representative of British tennis than Emma Raducanu. Because that thing of never quite making it is very British tennis, isn't it? And I like the idea of it. It's like the uphill struggle. Um, all on Henman Hill. So I'd really Henry like him to stick to with Henman that. Hell. Yeah, it's no good naming it after winners all the time. Let's go with the, <laughs> the nearly man. I kind of like that. So what have they suggested as possibilities? There's Radicanu Ridge, was there? Yeah, Radicanu Rise. See, also, it's to, for me, if she's going to be... I think she needs to... Um, get a shortened... Because Emma Radican has too many uh, syllables. I'm thinking Emrad. That's oh, good. Yeah. And Emrad Hill, and, and suddenly it all starts to... It's because it's near enough to Enman Hill, and, and and you can go Mount Emrad or whatever you want to call it. Just, it's a good word, Emrad. Do you know? It is the sort of word that you'd see on a van and with it underneath all your home heating requirements <laughs> written. And you know when they do that in, like, joined-up writing instead of the black capitals to, to suggest a, a lovely, warm domesticity? <laughs> MRAD. Come to MRAD. Frank on Absolute Radio. Shall we return to what we call the previously... Uh, section on the oh, show. Oh, yeah, which is bat references to previous uh, shows. Yes. Some of our readers have got in touch. Before, um, before we go there, sure. um, is there a little bit of word merging possible with Raducanu and Hill and make it like Radu Chill? Radu cool to be there. Oh, I see, yeah. Ch- oh, yeah. You're right, it doesn't work. Now I can see that I haven't talked about the chill bit. It's not very Wimble. Have you been to Wimble? isn't. I haven't, no. It's great, it's kind of Wimbledon. It's a cul-de-sac. Well. Uh, <laughs> it's a Radicanu close. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, close. yeah. 
like I, British tennis. If anyone's got this. any um, ideas for the the hill, Mada Kanu, like, do send them into eight twelve. 15. We do have some. David Blondell has been in touch. How about the Radu ramp? Okay. And oh, then yeah. D- Dave has reminded us, uh, one Dave Hendo has reminded us that they tried Rodetsky Ridge, Frank. Oh, did they? Mm. That's a bit like Rhodesian Ridgeback, though, isn't it? The dog breed, <laughs> and that would have confused people. Oh, yeah. Although I think the Crofts Wimbledon um, over, overflow is quite, they're quite similar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to our. Sorry, I interrupted Emily. That's all right. We, we interrupt listen, each other all the time, Al. Let's I, listen. What you need to know about me is I'm a very modest woman. <laughs> yeah. I told the Daily Mail only this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take us back to? Let's go back in my time machine to the 12th of September. Uh, <laughs> Have you got yeah. uh, <laughs> That's the time machine sound. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. This is from Josh, by the way. I'm not sure who, but one of you, one of you has a squeaky chair. I've noticed it for weeks. It's my spine. It's my artificial um, spine. But I've only thought to message you now, as it's getting pretty full on. Is it? That's from Josh. Shall we try it? I'm going to see if it's me. No. Frank? No. Must be Al. No, it was you, Frank. Was it? Yeah. I haven't got a chair here. <laughs> you're, are you standing now? I'm, you're, no, you're, I'm... You're not hanging sitting. from those ankle clamps <laughs> that they use, uh, Richard Gere used in American yeah, Gigolo. When we play a song or some adverts, I just do crunches continually. <laughs> that's, that's how I'm keeping in shape Part these of me days, believes that. by doing the show upside down. <laughs> no. um, All the blood gets uh, you around you. I do the show from um, underneath a shelf, so I sort of sit or squat on the floor or on on a little uh, cushion thing. Oh, okay. Mm. So I'm there's no squeakiness here. It's like um, no squeakiness padded, here. Padded. Okay. Well, I I I don't, I don't know where the squeakiness is coming from. Mm. It might I think just it's be Frank's chair. Don't might be my names, old bones. I think it's Frank's chair. Remember, my bones are like arrow. <laughs> I have to be careful. If Definitely. I fall off this, um, you know, that's that's me done, possibly. OK. Um, I can't hear any squeak, but I'm sorry if we're squeaking. We'll have it looked into. That's all I can, uh, <laughs> that's all I can say about that. Okay. I blame the producer. I mean, if someone is a squeaking, you'd think we'd have been told about it and they, something would have been oiled, but no. Oiled. They, you know, they've got... They're texting most of the time, let's face it. I know we've been discussing Emma, by the way... Emrad. Tony Tudor has suggested... uh, I mean, hi, Tony Tudor, my kind of guy. (laughs) Tony Tudor has suggested Emma Fielding. (laughs) (laughs) Which is taking um, Emma Fielding, who wrote um, the diary of... That's Helen Fielding. Oh, yeah. Who's Emma Fielding now? I don't know. Oh. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That's ah, gone wrong. Sorry, you'd have to send us <laughs> it, an explanation. It's a character in some, some literature. Emma Fielding. It's a literary yeah, heroine, isn't it? Is it? It'll be one of the Austins. You It'll are. It'll be a great anyway. name for a lady cricketer. Can we please talk about one of my faves? Could, could well be a good point as well. She could be. Or square leg. Yeah. One of my faves. Yeah. Chris. 
Oh, Chris, of course, is back at Man United yeah. and uh, started off with two goals. We should say, for anyone who doesn't listen to the show regularly and thinks, well, who's Chris? Chris, uh, Chris Ronaldo. Yeah, Frank likes to call <laughs> Chris him Ronaldo. Chris. Well, I say it's like the same as MRAD. We all have to, you know, we have to abandon a few syllables when we go into life because otherwise people can't be bothered to say our names. Well, it's like Frank, David Badil says Frank's the only person who's ever called him Dave. <laughs> Yeah, really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I am um, sorry. No, he, <laughs> he said it with a great affection. Oh, OK, well, was, that's good. It was your special thing for him. But you like that. You like uh, the shortened form, and I like it too. However... Chris Ron. Chris Ronaldo. Chris, Chris, yeah. He started well, Chris, didn't he? He did. He did well. You know, You're not, mentioning him a lot because he's in your fantasy football team, isn't he? Yes. He's not He's not a yeah. bad player. Advised by Frank Skinner. He's all right. Took Bit Frank Skinner's advice, paid off. Yeah, it wasn't exactly uh, startling advice, was it? Try Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo. Well, you might want to give some to Matt Ford. He could do with it. Um, I uh, was interested in this, though, this little detail. Lee Grant, is it? Is he, he's the goalkeeper at... Man United, isn't it? She's like the I don't, I'm not very interested in the Premier League. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> These days. No, exactly. Frank, get I hated it. I either hate it or I'm not interested in it, depending on whether we're in right. it or not in it. Anyway, yeah. yes. Um, th- th- there's been a, a, a. He's already started a mini revolution, Chris, hasn't he? Oh, Because yes. as we know, as those of us who remember him moving two bottles of Coca Cola at the Euros <laughs> and saying Viva Aqua, <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a very healthy diet. There was a great bit when uh, someone asked him if they thought his son was going to be a footballer and he said no yeah. because he drinks Coke and goes to McDonald's. I mean, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> All right. So, you, I mean, you'd never guess to look at uh, look at him that he really takes care of himself. It so does feel it, like one of those if, non-news stories. Extremely lean man has lean diet. What? No, but Al, he said... <laughs> if I wrote to Chris and, you know, and say, I'm a big fan, he was, you're a great player... Could I come along to training and do a, a brass robbing of your abdomen? Oh. What's the chance of him saying yes? I think he might be up for it. Oh, well, let's, shall we try it? We should say... Tell him you work at the cathedral. <laughs> oh, no. Lee Grant, we should say, said uh, that the te- his teammates were actually too terrified to eat dessert because yeah. of Ronaldo. Mm. They watched him. One of them apparently whispered to him, have you seen what, what's Cristiano got on his plate? He The answer was boiled eggs, avocado and quinoa. This is on a Friday night where they often have, as Lee Grant put it, did you like the way he put it, guys? He said usually on a Friday night there's a few cheap foods, a bit of apple crumble yeah. and custard, or you've got a bit of brownie and cream. <laughs> you've got a... <laughs> so footballer. Revolutionised the place, though, already. Not one yeah. went up for a bit of brownie and cream or apple crumble. What's that film where she says, I'll have what she's having? They basically did a version of that where they said, I'll not have what he's <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll have what he's not having. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's... You know, when Cantona went into there, he did all this extra training that none of the others did. Yeah. Uh, even though he was, like, the best player. And then, like, Beckham and Ryan Giggs and Skulls, they all started copying him. So it, it can revolutionise. It's a slight worry that these um, inf- inspirational figures always come from overseas. <laughs> Discuss. 
I, one of my um, favourite novels of all time is a thing called The Discovery of Heaven by Harry Moolish. In that, it says that, uh, I, th- I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's something like 3% of people are evil and 3% of people are very, very good. And it's mm. the rest of followers. Right. So... Um, wherever you put those people, those around them, it, it'll kind of spread. Which so, one will you feed? So I think um, that Ronaldo is um, is coming in and he's spreading his waves of um, healthy eating and professionalism and, and all that. It's quite... Like Luke Shaw is a great player, but he looks like he could wreak havoc with an apple crumble. Yes. I bet right. you he's going to become now a sort of lean green grilling machine oh we were that's actually that's that's the George Foreman <laughs> grill do you know what I mean I don't think he's going to be the vegetarian that. version of the George yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no the, the, the George Foreman they changed it to lean green grilling machine I think but to get a, across the fact that you could do vegetables in it as well as burgers mm. and I've I've used my version of it for the uh, the grilled peppers mm. don't mind it's it it's very it. it's very good the George Foreman and just, he gets a dollar a grill he told me Asparagus, you could put asparagus on there. If yeah, I used the grill and I liked it. All I hope for Chris <laughs> is that he doesn't, it doesn't come back to bite him, if you know what I mean. Why? Because, well, mean I mean, I've worked at a fashion magazine. Soldier. No, I don't mean <laughs> right. that. You'll I have worked huge. at a fashion magazine. Yes. And there's been a lot of, are you eating that? going around yeah and I'm just saying there is a very famous story which is sort of legendary if you worked in in a fashion magazine of the intern who got her revenge on the boss the the uh, calorie counting obsessed boss by uh, for a year she went to get her coffees and got her full fat milk instead of skimmed I'm afraid right <laughs> could have killed her <laughs> Absolutely yummy. It's the sort of fashion industry version of those poisonous stories he used to get. Is the point of this parable that the boss had a really happy year? Yes. Well, I think she left her a note when she left. There was a post-it note saying, I've hated working for you, blah, 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 blah. By the PS, I've been getting you full-fat milk lattes every day for the last year. Oh, man, the shock of it. It was a big moment. <laughs> well, I, I I knew a woman who did um, these sports... She I don't want to name her, but she'd been a very successful sports person and she became like a sports motivational person and went around working with... And she said that athletes, uh, for example, would train, say, six hours a day for two years to take... Point zero of a of a second off their best time. That was their level of dedication. She said, "When I work with footballers, they'll say things well, like, I, well, I can't kick it with my left foot at all, but you know, I've got I've got all the stuff to do.' Yeah. So it is a very different world, and I think Ronaldo brings some of the the athlete oh, with him. Does. I mean, those guys who can't use their left foot or their right foot. Have twenty minutes a day at the end of practice. <laughs> Good point. For goodness sake. I know. Ollie, as I like to call him, the gaffer, 
Ollie was, um, he got quite defensive, which I liked. Oh, yeah, he said, oh, it's not like we were having junk food. <laughs> we, we know what you were having. You were having brownies and uh, crumble and custard. Why are you calling that stuff? Yeah, he was caught out, Ollie. I imagine Ollie likes um, a, 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 a rolled herring mop. <laughs> Do you know he likes to settle down with a bit of herring and a nice Ibsen to go through? Yeah, well, I um, <laughs> I was in Iceland once, which I, I, it's, it's still Scandinavia, I believe, and we had uh, putrefied shark, which is a shark which oh. they bury in the ground until it rots. Oh, yeah. Imagine the team gathering around one of those. <laughs> I'll tell you, it was like having Vic went right went through all the orifices. <laughs> Um, anyway, we were discussing the um, the uh, Chris Chris Ron Cristiano Ronaldo story where he's gone to Manchester United and they all copied him in eating or not eating dessert mm. because he had the cleanest dinner they'd ever seen. Basically, yeah. I think he's missed a trick here. I think he could, and he's got a bit of money. That's not a news story. I think he could have. Um, employed one of those food technician specialists to make loads of healthy food look like cake, you know, like avocado and, you know, whatever else. And then he could have just ate, like, 10, maybe 20 fake desserts with it all over his face, like that Monty Python sketch. Oh, yeah. They would all be like, Wow, I never thought Chris would be that... Look at him, he's ploughing in the kit, but secretly he knows that it's good for him. And then they would have all copied him and it would have been a laugh, wouldn't it? A and he would prank. have destroyed his teammates with uh, oh, obesity. Oh, actually, I never thought about the consequences. Yeah, and becomes yeah. a one-man show. He'd hate that. <laughs> he wouldn't want that. That's not what well, Harold Larwood, who used to be um, England's star. Harold? Harold. Don't leave me, Harold. Anyway, <laughs> Harold Larwood um, was, a, like, the fastest bowler in the world, played for England. And um, you know when they bring drink, they have a drinks break at uh, the cricket. Harold Lard, they used to bring out a pint of bitter for Harold Lard, <laughs> and he would knock that back and then carry on playing test match cricket. So you know these the the uh, theories have changed, yeah, a little bit. I remember an Arsenal player who I probably shouldn't name talking to me uh, when um, Arsene Wenger first arrived there and I said uh, how's it going he said uh, he's took uh, he's took the jelly bean bowl away <laughs> I said what's that he said well we have a massive bowl of jelly beans and just before you go on the pitch you scoop out a big handful and like cram them down and it gives you energy you know well, he said he's took that away I remember <laughs> being on the phone to an Arsenal player who I also won't name mm-hmm. and uh, mentioned, thank you, Alan. Mentioned uh, a teammate of his and said, "Oh, sorry, he's just having a fag." And this oh. was on match day. Can I say? Was that pre pre Wenger? It was. Yeah, it you was seen in the, uh, the George Graham years. They said this. This guy. Remember, I've seen uh, Arsene Wenger eating an apple with a knife and fork. <laughs> in a hotel um, <laughs> restaurant. But he, he also, he was very keen on stretching first thing in the morning before a game. And the way he started off doing that and motivating them was Wenger put both of his feet behind his head. And he was so flexible, all the players thought, hold on, if this old geezer can do it, it's probably 40, um, 
we we better get to it. So that's how he that's how he fired him up. Well, all I can say wow. is pass the apple and the knife and fork to Mikel Arteta, please, because whatever it <laughs> it worked and it's not working now. Well, I would. Uh, wouldn't <laughs> you love though a framed photo of Arsene Wenger on your wall with his feet behind his head? Yeah, that'd be a great yes. picture. <laughs> Oh, man. Be like one of those old gurning contests where they used to look through a horse collar and pull faces. It's got long, thin legs as well. It'd be great. As the old Elvis Presley song says about um, yoga, there's one called Yoga Is As Yoga Does, and he talks about being twisted like a pretzel, and that's how it sounds with, um, with arson. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're right, Elvis. It's all in my throat. Elvis, get it. Very much. Chris wouldn't like his diet, Frank. No, but you know, he had other pressures. Thank you for listening. I don't think I've been on top form today. I'll be straight with you. Oh, I think you've been lovely. Oh, I feel. I feel. I apologise to all of you. Um, but you know, next week I'll be. I'll be back. Don't wow. worry. Uh, it's. It's like I think. I feel this week I've been Radhikar news meltdown at Wimbledon, and next week's the Grand Slam. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Anyway, um, thanks for that. And uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.